Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt. This is Cutting Through the Matrix on the 3rd of July 2013. For newcomers, I suggest you make good use of the website CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com because there's lots of information on the system, the system you're born into, the techniques that it uses to control you basically and the whole planet really, and to distract you as well. Even formulate your opinions and your ideas because it's all done scientifically. It's an old system set up a long time ago by the richest people on the planet who decided that government really was simply a, a tool that they would use. And it truly is nowadays, but it's a tool for the private corporations, which these big boys already owned at that time. And they're all private institutions. Some of them sound very legitimate, like, like government techniques or, or names, basically, but they're not. Some of them do have royal charters, like the Royal Institute of International Affairs in Britain. Sounds very British, but it's not really. It's a private organization given a, a charter by their pal, the Queen. But anyway, this is the system that we're born into, and it's meant to keep us all happy, uh, confused, and bemused at the same time, and also very well entertained all through our lives as we go through all the changes that were planned a long, long time ago, step by step, stage by stage, into the new, the, the great new work, the, the new plan, you might say. And it's, it's also for the century of change, where all the old revolutionary ideas these guys were behind down through the centuries, to take over, that is, uh, will be completely implemented, and the public are trained to believe it's all for their own benefit. It's, it's quite a great technique, actually, and it works awfully, awfully well. It's taught in school through many, many different techniques, even different kinds of humanities programs and so on, uh, and social programs. So it's, it's already here. It's here. And most folk really are, are victims of it in one way or another. And they definitely are going into the next phases of the plan for the whole century, as I say, has to be has to be used to, to implement and complete the whole agenda into a, a brave new world scenario. Uh, people are almost here uh, into the brave new world scenario. But the next step, of course, is to clone humans to serve the, the masters for the, the, next, uh, the next period of, of time on the planet. And we read all these articles all the time, but most folk can't quite get, get the, 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 they can't really be doing it. See, the elite don't have to lie to you too much because they've already trained you to make excuses for them. Oh, they'd never do that to us. I know they say that in their writings, but they would never do it. That's how simple it is. Anyway, go into the website, cuttingthroughmates.com. Remember, too, there's transcripts for Prince Up in English and all those sites listed there. And if you go into Alan Watts Sentient, sentinel.eu, you get transcripts in other languages to choose from. Remember, too, you bring me to you. If you buy the books and discs at cuttingthroughthematrix.com, that helps me take along because it's very expensive doing what I'm doing. And no one would do what I'm doing, believe you me, on their, on their, their, their Jack Todd, because it's, um, it, 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 takes, uh, it takes years off your life, to be honest with you. Anyway, if you buy the books and discs, it'll help me take along for a bit longer, hopefully, as we go through inflation and devaluation according to the plan for austerity and bank takeovers and plundering your accounts, too. So uh, if, if you get the books, as I say, remember from the U.S. to Canada, you can still use personal checks to order or international postal money orders. You can use PayPal. You can send cash. 
across the world, Western Union, MoneyGram and PayPal. Straight donations are seriously welcome because I don't bring on advertisers. I have no products to sell uh, and I have no shares in companies that, that all sell stuff to you or anything like that at all whatsoever. But we're going through the massive changes, as I say, and uh, psychology is an old, uh, even before they called it psychology, as we know, uh, was already used and studied for thousands of years. And uh, much of it came under the different guises of philosophy and branches of philosophy in ancient times even, because those who ruled wanted to know the techniques of ruling uh, and for posterity so they could teach it in formulas like schooling to their children who would take over. And now it's perfected today. Most folk have no idea what real reality is. They think we're just going along and things just happen. Back with more after this. Hi, folks. We're back cutting through the matrix. Talking about reality in a sense, because we, most folk uh, accept everything as reality. They accept it all as reality. They have all their science writers and, and the magazines there. And these are front people, of course, for propaganda and to make you think what their masters want you to believe. And of course, you also have the same characters on television. There's always a special science editor or, or, or a speaker and so on. And, and here's one of them here. And it's just to do with this very topic, in fact, on weather control. Talk about weather control. I mean, those who've been naturally aware of all the spring has been going on since 98, 1998. That's when it really started in earnest, spraying the planet and geoengineering uh, and watching it constantly. Uh, and so evident to just bother to look up. Most folk don't, unfortunately. And in fact, that's, I've seen them even spraying lower down recently because they know it's no problem. Most folk aren't going to look up. They're all stuck watching their telephones or, or, or playing their phones and so on. Anyway, I was going to mention too that uh, here in Canada, uh, big time, especially where I live, because I've got the jet stream coming across here and they dump stuff right on the loop because it's a big carrying area going all the way back down to the States and so on or out to the, to the East Coast. So that's what they do. Wherever it loops, they'll, they'll put extra stuff on it and dump it big time. And it gives them a long carrying area and it drops all the way along, you see, on its road, road to wherever it's going. So I noticed even on, on Tuesday here, uh, after weeks of rain here, that, um, that the temperature dropped, dropped to 40 uh, Fahrenheit at night. This is July. This is July in Canada. Uh, generally people are brown as berries. In fact, this is berry country here, blueberries. But... Um, that's about 5 centigrade. And there's not a peep in the news about it. This is, this is a new normal, you see. Not a peep. Because anything that's cold, you see, doesn't fit in with, with the theory that you've got to believe in. It's glo- all global warming. So when it's freezing like that, they don't mention it at all. Just thought I'd throw that in there. Anyway, here's an article. And this is a PR part by a mouthpiece, you see. That's meant to give you your thoughts and your opinions on behalf of the big boys who control everything. This is incredible technology, how to engineer the climate, it says. And it says that um, the greenhouse gases are heating up the planet. The usual stuff, that's the first premise to give you. See, that's going to be stuck in your head, this first premise. And how you stop pumping carbon dioxide, etc., etc., because that's going to be big, big business for Rothschild and so on, and, and private banks, since it's all going to go through the, the private bank. And Al Gore is already making a fortune and so on. 
And then they go through, the idea behind geoengineering is to combat man-made climate change with man-made solutions, mostly involving ways to pull carbon out of the atmosphere or to deflect the sun's rays so the carbon dioxide has less heat to trap. And it's so simplistic. This is how they talk to you like, like you're, you're, you know, you're not even four years old because they're not telling you any much of the truth here at all. Yeah, you can certainly put blankets across the sky that will freeze you or cause lots of rain or else give you a drought. There's different kinds of mixes in the spray, you see. And they can also use harp along with it as well, which they do, the harp technology. And, and that really makes a big, big mess when they do that. But she won't mention that at all. And it's because they're all trying to save your lives, you see, forever. Uh, for the corporations to rule you, you know. That, that's the idea behind it. The corporations are going to save you. All the big mining corporations that get all the contracts for the aluminum oxide and the barium and, and all the other stuff they put into this, the, the sprays that you're breathing in all day. So this also involves tackling major technological challenges, some of which may be too great to overcome. And, uh, and then it goes into, from a technological standpoint, the flashiest geoengineering schemes space-based. By shooting small reflective spacecraft into orbit, humans could theoretically mirror the sun's warmth back into space. Another recent proposal would use asteroid dust to shield air from the sun. They come out with all the, all the rubbishy stuff, you see, because they don't want to tell you what they're actually doing, which is just spraying from aircraft. These optical shields would ease climate change because carbon dioxide and other greenhouse gases warm up the globe by trapping heat in the atmosphere. By the way, if you see the kind of hazy, bluish-white uh, stuff that they spray, that kind of spray, I'm sure lots of you have seen it, um, it's almost like looking through uh, the vapor barrier you put in, you put in uh, an insulation. It's like looking through that. That's a polymer-type spray. It was invented back in the 50s by the military. And uh, that can trap heat. So sometimes I use that one, and by goodness, I'll really trap the heat inside it. It can't get out. Because it isn't just reflecting stuff up, remember. Uh, it's reflecting stuff down. It's trapping stuff in. And there's other kinds of the white stuff, too, and all the rest of it. Then it's, anyway, she goes on to say that the technical challenge is so formidable to put off the table for the centuries. That it says that slightly less dramatic and more feasible are schemes that would spray aerosols or tiny particles high in the atmosphere. Cloud seeding ships could spray ocean salt water into the atmosphere to help create white reflective clouds. This is all being paid by your tax money to private corporations, understand. This is how everything's run. It's, it's fantastic. Now, another article, too, it says that... Um, this one here is to do with um, what is geoengineering and how could it affect the future of the planet. And again, you have to go into the authors of these things because they're all front people, like public relations, propaganda specialists that have taken courses in journal for propaganda for, for geoengineering and climate change and greening, all the greening stuff. And again, it's written in a simplistic fashion for the average person. Most people believe that the best way to safeguard our planet for future generations, and that's a premise again, that you know, most people believe that, right? See, most, see, that people do want to be with most people. They don't want to be outside on, on the fringe somewhere. Well, if most people believe, then I, I should believe that too then, or it'd be odd. This is how it's psychology, basic psychology. And you find the last author, in fact, the specialist, uh, uh, Pratt, I call them Prattlers, paid prattlers in the last article that she's that her degree is in psychology and in journalism and it says um, so most people believe the best way to safeguard the planet for future generations is to reduce the amount of energy we're using so they will limit the amount of damage we're doing to our climate so there you are we're, we're doing the damage to the no we're not doing the damage to climate 
This involves things such as adopting green living initiatives, developing renewable fuels, and making sure homes and businesses are as inefficient as possible. You understand, uh, under Agenda 21, you, you won't be able to own your own, at least you won't be own, able to own your own home. No private property for the general population. And how are they going to make something, uh, how are they going to get you out? Well, there's many ways to get you out, apart from crashing the economy again, stealing your bank accounts, and all that kind of stuff that they've done before. They can also uh, begin agencies and say uh, that none of you vote for, of course, they're just created. And, and then they come in and say, well, you can't live there, your, your house isn't energy efficient enough. And then they start fining you until you fix it, because you can't fix it, it's too expensive. And how can you fix it up when they're giving you a five grand a day fine? It's all worked out that way, of course. Anyway, the ideas in this school of thought are collectively referred to as geoengineering, and scientists have come up with the various ways in which we can protect an environment. Some of these are, are more viable than others, and so on. And then they talk about the mirror again. That was make you talk about the mirror. And then cloud whitening. Cloud whitening is aimed at making the clouds in our skies brighter so they reflect more of the sun's rays and thus keep the Earth's temperature cooler. All that would be needed is to do this addition to, of salt, an addition of salt. You know, uh, barium and, and aluminum and so on, these are salts. They're called salts in chemistry. Addition of salt. It's not a table of salt, in other words. So these clouds, uh, uh, which could be done by stationary ships with large funnels, would spray the salt into the clouds. They don't want to talk about the fact they're spraying you already. They've been doing it since 1998. This is to get you used to the idea. And it's also a trial balloon, because they do constant polls on all your, your, your Twitters and so on to see if you're, if you're actually starting to believe it or would you accept it. And then they'll eventually come out and say, well, we've actually been doing it. They've actually said they've been doing it anyway. On test runs. The whole country's been done on test runs, you know, daily, you know, for years. Technically, it's legal, but they're sad. It's not for a test because they put it under testing. There are quite a few downsides to the geoengineering idea, though. The main one being that this has yet to be tested in practice. No, they've tested it all. They know exactly they can cause extreme weather conditions, massive flooding. They can cause massive drought. They can actually cause tornadoes and hurricanes and everything. Never mind the fallouts, which they're well aware of because they've been studying us all and the, all the data from the medical offices and hospitals on the, the amount of folks that are coming in with recurrent bronchitis. They cannot cure it. It keeps, it doesn't get rid of it. Because you're breathing in irritants, not bacteria. The bacteria sets in secondary to the irritant, you see. And the stuff is corrosive, basically, to your, to your, to the, the lining of your lungs and your noses and so on. But I'll put this rubbish up tonight for those who want to see the standard rubbish. Because then you compare it with this one. And I read this a while back, and it's, it's from the U.S. Uh, Naval Research Laboratory. Okay, it's, it's not just the usual. It's still a PR piece because it's published for the public to read. And it came out in February, and it says, The U.S. Naval Research Laboratory research physicists and engineers from the Plasma Physics Division working in the High Frequency Active Auroral Research Program, which is called HARP for short, transmitter facility in Gakona, Alaska successfully produced a sustained high-density plasma cloud in Earth's upper atmosphere, right? Now, they've been doing this for years and years, because HARP's been there for a lot longer. As his previous artificial plasma density clouds have lifetimes of only 10 minutes or less, it says, right? So... They've done it before, as they admit in the second part. Says Paul Bernhardt, PhD and so on, in our space use and plasma section. The higher density plasma ball was sustained over one hour by the heart transmissions and was extinguished only after termination of the heart radio beam. Artificial ionospheric plasma clouds 
sequences of images. They show you, the, they show you some pictures of them. Remember, do you remember the conjure with the noctilucent clouds that came out suddenly out of nowhere? Oh my goodness. And they brought out all the, the NASA specialists to con you, as they always do. Remember that? Oh, oh yeah, noctilucent clouds, you said. Very, very rare indeed. Uh, but they've been here before. Of course, none of you have ever seen them before. And there's these glowing things at night or in the dawn and so on. And I saw them back in the 90s at night when they were using the harp technology. Massive clouds that were red, just floating along, no thunder. But looked like lightning inside them. This was a plasma uh, energy inside it. Plasma is pure energy, you understand. And they glow, you see. Noctilucent clouds. And then had everybody prattling, oh, not to loosen clouds. There's nothing really, it's not to loosen clouds, that's all it is. Back with more after this. Hi folks, I'm back, cutting through the matrix. And it really is, it's quite simple if you just remember what you've read in the past and seen this. Most folk can't, unfortunately, especially today, with all the data that's shown them all the time. And all the talking heads on television. If you watch television, you're a goner. Psychologically, it's perfected how to instill thoughts into your mind. It's going to stick there, and opinions are going to stick there by smiley faces, and fast-talking guys are trained to do this. Anyway, it says, these glow discharges in the atmosphere were generated as part of the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, which is DARPA. You know the guys that are really out there to help paraplegics putting brain chips in them and stuff. Sponsored by Basic Research on Ionospheric. It says, characteristics and effects. Campaign to explore ionospheric phenomena and its impact on communications and space weather. That's all it is. It's to do with impact on communications and space weather. Remember in the 70s it first came out from Montreal in fact. There was a station there on shortwave uh, that picked up for the first time supposedly. Now how old it is we really don't know. We know that Tesla was working on this stuff. He didn't want to use it. He said he could superheat the atmosphere and cause it to explode, which they have done already. And they blamed on meteorites, which no one saw, not even the radar saw. Then brought experts out to say, well, it was a set of car alarms all the way from, from Canada, all that went to Seattle and so on, in the US. Then they did the same thing a month later in Australia. Of course they're doing it. Because they've got one there too, by the way, in Australia. They've got them all over the place, these harp technology bases. Anyway, it says using the 3.6 megawatt high frequency, it's a lot bigger than that now, because I can remember in the 90s, uh, when statements came out from there, they were they were really loading it up. And, I mean, much much more powerful than 3.6 megawatts. So high frequency transmitting the plasma clouds or balls of plasma, plasma clouds, you know, noctilucent clouds, eh? Or balls of plasma are being studied for use as artificial mirrors at altitudes 50 kilometers below the natural ionosphere, are to be used for reflection of high frequency radar and communications signals. Now, it came out in Montreal. It was coming out from Riga. The first in the 70s. They called it the woodpecker. I've even put up in my archive section uh, a talk I, I did years ago on, on radio to do with, uh, with that very thing that happened. And um, I think it was from MSNBC that uh, you, you see a scientist there talking about that very thing and he, he hear it. 
You literally hear the sound they were picking up. And it was a bum, 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 sound like that. Well, it's still going on today. Every day you can hear it if you've got a shortwave radio, if you just tune through the bands. So it's the most powerful signal you get in the bands. And, it's, and since 2001, it's been, it's been there uh, 24 hours a day. It changes frequencies once in a while, mind you. Anyway, it says here, and it was blocking out all ham radio at that time, you see. That's how they, they wondered what it was. And the Russians, the Soviets, I mean, they had this, this particular harp-type technology, ELF technology, at Riga. At Riga, they were using it. Anyway, it says, past attempts to produce electron density enhancements have yielded densities, and they give you some of the, the data about it. Using high-frequency radio transmissions near the second, third, and fourth harmonics of the electron-cyclotron frequency. And then it says... Um, then our L group succeeded in producing artificial plasma clouds with densities exceeding nine uh, uh, by ten to the power of five electrons, and so on, using harp transmissions at the sixth harmonic of the electron cyclotron frequency. Optical images of the artificial plasma balls show that they are turbulent with dynamically changing density structures, and that's what you see when you see them. I saw them in the nineties, as I say, when they were doing it, and uh, these it was quite interesting at night too, and quite entertaining. You know, watch these these kind of strange clouds go by; they were all glowing red, and and they get brighter in some parts of it, and then it moved to the other end, and so. But no 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 noise of thunder or anything like that. Or, or, you know, and it like inside it was some sort of red lightning, it was just like flashes inside them in the clouds. Electrostatic waves generated by the harp radio transmissions are thought to be responsible for accelerating electrons to high enough energy to produce a glow discharge in the neutral at- in the atmosphere, approaching altitudes of nearly 170 kilometers. The artificial plasma clouds are detected with HF radio soundings and backscatter ultra-high frequency radar backscatter and optical imaging systems. Ground measurements of uh, stimulated uh, electromagnetic emissions provided evidence of the strength and frequency of electrostatic waves that accelerate ambient electrons to ionizing velocities. And and that's almost the end of it. It's a little bit to go. But anyway, it says, it's not about their their, their plans and so on, but this this is a go to sleep thing. Uh, it's, it's given for the public to read, you see. It's a go-to-sleep thing. And remember the time, too, when they came up with not to loosen clouds. Uh, remember the first thing that the government and the rest of them... It's probably methane from, from, from the cattle that you're eating. And all the greenies go on board. Oh, yeah, that's what it is. And it's probably global warming. You're all tricked by science. It's interesting when you look at some of the science fiction writers... Uh, like Arthur C. Clarke, they said a long time ago, he's one of the boys doing predictive programming. In fact, if you read 3001, the last one he wrote, wrote the book, he tells you where they're going to go. After, after all the, 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 the lower types of humanity have all died off, he doesn't tell you how it all happened, but, and how the elites are all living in these wonderful high-tech cities and so on, way up in the clouds. Anyway, he also said that, uh, advanced science, to a primitive people is simply magic. And but because of that, you understand, they won't believe you when you tell them the stuff. If they media, see, people only make a big deal of something if the media tells them they make a big deal of something. I mean, you've got lots of folk right now pushing for the gay agenda in different countries as though, as though it's the most important thing in the world. And meanwhile, they've no jobs back home. A lot of them have lost their homes to the banks. The cost of living's gone through the roof. You see, that's why you get upset. You get upset because you're told to be upset by your masters. And you don't even know they're manipulating you. Back with more after this.
You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth. Hi, folks. We're back cutting through the matrix. But we're conned so easily, aren't we? We're conned all the time. As I say, people can't get angry about anything unless the media tells them. It's always the wrong things to get angry about. It's more important things going on uh, that would help a lot more people if they just tell you, oh, get angry about this, you know. Or stop buying gasoline for five five days. Don't anybody move and you'll see them plummet in price. Things like that. It won't happen. This won't happen. We're easily managed. The media is all part of it. And I've gone through the, a lot of the history of the media and past talks and, and, and broadcasts. So everything is controlled, you see, including and giving you your opinions and even preparing you for the next step of whatever's going to be, uh, losing your homes, uh, 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 global warming and, and Agenda 21, all preparing you for the next step and the next step. And a lot of the big boys, too, understand all the techniques because they're, they're specialists in it, like Zygmunt Brzezinski, for instance. Big, big CFR member, Council on Foreign Relations, private organization, the American branch of the Royal Institute of International Affairs. Because a big plan for globalization started off in London, remember, by the bankers in the city. And it's still on the go today, take over the world's resources, privatize everything for themselves and the corporations, put out cent- cent- certain banks which, which would actually own the military industrial complex. That's been, it's all been achieved. Create free trade blocks and then unite them under global governance, which is a corporate governance. That's why they call it global governance. You see. And uh, anyway, going back to the 1970s, is Jimmy Carter's National Security Advisor, a key American foreign policy architect, Zygmunt Brzezinski. He's a geopolitical strategist. He's a guy who who got all all the Muslims in Afghanistan stirred up. To start fighting a holy jihad, he said, "This is a holy war." I've got the. I'll put up the link again tonight, so you see him back in the seventies talking to them in Afghanistan. So they go and fight the Russians at that time, knowing darn well that once it was done, they'd be pretty powerful. Then they would destroy them if they couldn't use them for other purposes. Well, now they're doing both. They started destroying them, and now they're using Al Qaeda and the rest of them, which Brzezinski and the boys created by the CIA. They're using them to take down countries for another country, which is not the U.S. <laughs> anyway, the future era, he says, involves the gradual appearance of a more controlled society. Now remember, when they, when they talk to their own as well, they can also talk to you. And you won't quite get it. You won't quite get it. Because, understand, they always look to the future. Geopolitical strategy is always planning things that they plan to do, to bring in, and the reactions to it. So they find ways to overcome the reactions before they even start it. So such a society would be dominated by an elite, unrestrained by traditional values. Ain't that the truth? Soon it will be possible to assert almost continuous surveillance over every citizen and maintain up-to-date complete files containing even the most personal information about the citizen. These files will be subject to instantaneous retrieval by the authorities. And that was in the 1970s, wrote that. And then they had to work on ways to find ways to pacify us and all the rest of it so as we'd accept it all. You see, that was his job. In 1975, the head of the Senate Committee investigating illegal spying and harassment by the U.S. government, 1975, Senator Frank Church said about the NSA, the National Security Agency, I know the capacity that's there to make tyranny total in America. 
And we must see to that this agency and all agencies that possess this technology operate within the law and under proper supervision so that we can never cross over that abyss. That is the abyss from which there is no return. And that's a fact, folks. That's a fact. Then it says operate outside the law and without supervision by either Congress or the courts. And I'll put all these links up tonight that's even on this page. It says, indeed, in 1991, a House Intelligence Committee report found very limited internal oversight of the agency, the NSA programs, as well as no supervision of the agency by either the Defense Department, Inspector General's Office, or Congressional Watchdog Agency, the General Accountability Office. The same year, a report prepared by the Defense Department's Inspector General confirmed the NSA did not have sufficient oversight mechanisms to ensure the agency efficiently accomplished its mission. Senator Church also warned in 1975, he says, this is an NSA's capability at any time could be turned around on the American people at any time. And no American would have any privacy left. Well, that's all done. Such is the capability to monitor everything, telephone conversations, telegrams, it doesn't matter. There'd be no place to hide. If a dictator ever took over, the NSA could enable it to impose total tyranny and there'd be no way to fight back. Well, that's already been done. It's already taken over. When he wrote that, actually, it was already taken over. And the Americans don't even know how it happened, or, or even who took over. They should be able to, but they, they, they've been brainwashed not to see. The NSA has, of course, turned its capability around on the American people. It says the top NSA whistleblower, William Binney, the, the former head of the National Security Agency's Global Digital Data Gathering Program, held his thumb and forefinger close together over a year ago and said, we are like that far from a turnkey totalitarian state. Another high-level NSA whistleblower, Thomas Drake, also warned that mass surveillance is leading to tyranny. And another NSA whistleblower, Russ Tice, agrees. No wonder whistleblower Edward Snowden says this. He says, people don't oppose a surveillance state now, it will be turnkey tyranny. You might also want to listen to what a government official who actually worked for a tyrannical government thinks about the American spying program. A lieutenant colonel of, the, of Stasi, the Stasi East Germany, and these guys literally, just astonishingly, put so many folk in prison. They even hired, I think it was one in four people, to spy on all the rest in the population. And you also, should also remember uh, that the U.S. government initially brought some of these guys in to work with them after 2001. And, and that's not coincidence either, because those who ran East Germany are running the States. And Britain, and a lot of other countries. It won't be who you think either. Anyway, it says here, the dark side to gathering such a broad, seemingly untargeted amount of information is obvious. It is the height of naivety to think that once collected, this information won't be used. This is the nature of secret government organizations. And as I said the other day too, I said that long, long ago, in fact, you can go back in the records there, people asked in, in the 50s and 60s, what the CIA was up to, and they wouldn't tell anyone, including congressional members and so on, uh, or, or senators, because of national security. And I said, uh, well, it's, it's, a, it's a secret government on itself, and so on. And it is, actually. And they've got a different boss. Well, they had back then. Now they've all got the same bosses. You see. But most of it don't mind, because we've been taught they don't need privacy now. And there's lots of entertainment, and if things are heavy, you know, heavy thoughts, like, oh my God, this is terrible, I'll watch some entertainment. Uh, there's too much for it to, to go into and escape, isn't there? 
Remember Russell, remember all these big boys thought of everything like this that would come up in the future, and Russell said the same thing, Bertrand Russell. He says, we'll train the public to be, to be egocentric and egocentronic, and also to avoid pain and seek pleasure. That's already done, folks. And that way, and he'd be hedonistic too. That way, the, 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 the bond that, that ties them together for survival, because we've got a natural bond with each other. Helping another person actually helps yourself, because in times of stress, you all have to help each other and for survival. When that's been destroyed and you're hedonistic, you're all doomed. You, you know, that's it. Another article here, it says, Obamacare is delayed by one year. And what does it mean? Six questions and answers. I won't go through it all. But it's quite an interesting article too. And it's just astonishing. You understand, when they put massive bills in using thousands of lawyers, <laughs> thousands of lawyers, probably all supplied by an insurance company that gets all the deals, you see. Because this is private business. It's all private business. They should call fascism basically private business running government. Well, that's what you have. That's what you have today. With public-private partnerships, they call it. it sounds it's, it's more acceptably called it that, isn't it? Anyway, when you see the thousands of pages, I think there's 17,000 pages in it. Can you believe that? No, I mean, no one in government is going to read it. Generally, even when it's 100 pages, they don't read it either. Because they're told, they're all given a little wink and a nudge, go along with this or else. You see? But I'll put this link up tonight, and you can go through it if you want to wade through uh, the, the, what's happening with this. this uh, it's just amazing. Uh, it, it's not going to be pleasant for the public at all. And I mean, the first thing they do is to mandate everyone gets inoculations for every year and booster shots. So they're, they're already talking about that in Britain. Because Big Pharma is telling the government what to do. The guys who make the vaccines. And the UN attempted an end run around the US Constitution. Old stuff. I mean, the UN was set up to destroy all national sovereignty and dominate them all. And also be eventually the embryo of a world government. And then they'd they'd, they'd preside over the trading blocks, central governments, these new governments they have for the trading blocks, like the one in Brussels. You have to look in the history of the relationship of international affairs and why it was set up. Private, Private company, organization. By the richest folk on the planet, though. Anyway, it says in mid 2012, the World Congress on Justice, Governance, and Law for Environmental Sustainability was held in Brazil. The goal of the Congress was to contribute to the support of chief justices, attorney generals, auditors generals, and other legal experts to the achievement of sustainable development and to provide inputs to the United Nations Conference on Sustainable Development, Rio Plus 20. Now, that was also set up by Maurice Strong and Mr. Rockefeller. Another private organization that is set up to, and Maurice Strong has never been elected by any public on, to any position across the planet, and yet it's had more input on Agenda 21 and all the rest of it than, than anybody else. Private organizations have really run you for well over 100 years, and even put their own guys in the government. It says, as, as with all, all uh, almost all United Nations environmental programs, sponsored activities, which they call UNEP, United Nations Environmental Program. It says, this other group focused on the development and implementation of radical policies and laws. Most threatening uh, component of the UNEP-based sustainable development movement is that it often seeks to alter and or supersede the constitutions of free and democratic sovereign nations by instituting environmental rights which generally reduce the basic human rights of affected citizens. In other words, free and, and democratic countries get pushed towards authoritarian states. 
this type of pressure for alterations either via explicit amendments and or judicial activism to the US Constitution within the legal, legal uh, establishment is best uh, exemplified by the following statements from Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg in January 2012. She said, I would not look to the US Constitution if I were drafting a constitution in the year 2012. I might look at the Constitution of South Africa. No kidding, folks. That, that was Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader. It says, it, is re- it really is, I think, a great piece of work that is what was done. So the Constitution of South Africa is much, much better in the U.S. Much more recent than the U.S. Constitution, Canada is a charter of rights and freedoms. It dates from 1982. That was drafted up by Pierre Trudeau, at least the boys behind him, and uh, who funded him into office, actually. And he was a communist. I mean, he was a card carrying communist and led the delegations for the young communists of Canada, the Comintern, over to Moscow. He was the head, the head guy that led them over in 1952. Not one newspaper mentioned that at the time. But he was a special kind of communist, you understand? Because the top communists were awfully wealthy folk, backed by the richest folk on the planet. Anyway, it says, and apart from that, there's no, there's no, there's no right to any pro- private property written in that charter anywhere. Anyway, says, you would almost certainly look at the European Convention on Human Rights. Yes, why not take advantage of what's there elsewhere in the world? That's what Ruth Bader Ginsburg said. Isn't that wonderful? And you have to go into her history and dig up her and find out what she's all about. And a lot of things will be evident for those who have investigated this massive world movement for a long time. Thus we enter the age of constitutional globalization, driven in large part by multinational organizations, most notably the UN and its supporters. Remember too, also, the, the Royal Institute of International Affairs, Council on Foreign Relations, also set up the Bank for International Settlements, a private bank, which is folk, and the, the IMF, and the World Bank. And they run the central banks. They put their own boys in. They're the guys who decide who, who gets the jobs there. They're all private. And it says, for those that didn't attend uh, this, this meeting, it says, made a summary of its Congress available. You can download the whole thing. I'll put the links up tonight. Many of the statements are stunning, such as uh, Shirani uh, Tilakawarandina, Justice of the Supreme Court of Sri Lanka, highlighted the need for a change of attitudes of judges to become activist judges, saying courts have the capacity to change and be the drivers of change. You often hear that term, tra- change, drivers of change. They use it with the communists too. This says we're going to flood the West with professors and so on who will be agents of change and teachers of change. That's your education system. Before folk never ask, well, what, what change are you talking about? Everything. <laughs> Everything, folks. So activist judges run contrary to the principle of constitutional governance. This is in the debates between the, far, the framers' intent and the living three, three, doctrines, three doctrines of constitutional interpretation. Activist judges subscribe to the latter. Of course, the living tree doctrine effectively negates the existence of the Constitution because via this doctrine, judges define an ever-moving pseudo-constitutional target, leading us to a post-constitutional state whereby generally unaccountable individuals make up the law as they go. Clearly not desirable an end game for Western democracies. Not a bad article, but it's all really been done. Most folk, again, most folk... Not who listen to broadcasts like this. They, they, they don't know him much at all. They, they, they are in TV land. I've, I've done talks again in the past where I've gone through the whole history of, of creating you. 
creating you and everybody else. All your thoughts, your opinions, even your likes and your dislikes, even giving you new dislikes and new likes, and how they do it to you and how you accept it quite happily. And then you'll even fight against those that, that didn't change with the new indoctrination. You'll get angry at them. They're puppets, unfortunately. Unless you take charge of yourself. And very few folk will do it. And it says, uh, the EU, European Union, again, a trading bloc created by the Royal Institute for International Affairs, who also drafted up the free trade agreement for Canada and the States and Mexico, as private group, and also the NAFTA agreement. EU Gulf free trade deal edges closer. They also drafted up the one for the, for the Far Eastern group as well. So he's a free trade deal edging closer. Long-running negotiations for a free trade deal between the six Gulf Corporation Council members and the European Union are close to being finalized, according to the government ministers who attend high-level talks in, in Bahrain. Now, they're also doing one as well uh, with uh, the Far Eastern countries right now, Japan separately and different ones separately. So they're, they're doing all this stuff as well. And that was the end goal. Eventually, once they have the three trading blocks together, uh, then you then you really push for the total world government idea. They've already trained the public to accept it. Most won't mind, actually. Most won't mind. But this is not a bad article, because it tells you about many other agreements they've made quietly that have, you haven't probably heard about, and, and and so on. But again, this is well over 100 years old, this plan, because the, the Lord Alfred Milner group that uh, worked in the city, London, uh, who... who joined with the Cecil Rhodes Foundation, well, I created the foundation along with Lord Rothschild, uh, and they set up the Royal Institute for International Affairs. They set up this whole plan for free trading blocks in the world, and then once that's done, then you get them to agree with each other. You join that, and then you have global governance. You're living through a script. Back with more after this. Hi, folks, we're back, cutting through the matrix. Now, remember that this war on terror, and I've read the articles from the top again, telling you it's going to go on forever. And it is, because it's used to change again the whole world, give more control, and give it more rights, but give more control to the powers that run you now, many of them private corporations and so on, and to change the way you think and behave, etc., etc. It's great business as well for the big boys in security, uh, equipment and everything else, etc., etc. Plus, they would never give you the computer unless they'd already planned a, a war on terror down the road to, to take all your rights off you and then, and then use it for its real purpose, which is to monitor all of you all the time. That's really its purpose, folks. Because any tyranny, they've always said that the perfect tyranny is where everyone, every citizen is predictable. To be predictable, you must have instant data retrieval on every single person. That's very, that's long before you got the computer they, they talked about that. Anyway. And Canada here, and, and Canada's had these, these things before. I remember there was two, I don't know, it was two or more young guys caught in, I think, Toronto, supposedly going to, going to make a bomb or something. And I think the RCMP supplied them with parts and things. It would never have gone off. But, but um, eventually they brought in a guy on television who was dressed like a, like, like a, a guy from the Middle East who worked for CSIS, the Canadian Security Intelligence Service. Uh, and, and so he was instigator. Uh, these are called, these are basically entrapments. You set up the sting operations. You get someone that's not too bright, especially young people especially. They're awfully prone to it because they really have no idea how the world really works. 
and, and the chronology. They really believe that guys that up at the top in, in positions of power are, are, are respectable and, and honest people and, and everything else. They have no idea. No, you're all, they're like cats playing with mice, and you're the mice. And as an article that came out in British Columbia, after a five-month investigation, the RCMP arrested two people um, and, changed, and charged them for, for conspiring to, to make bombs with pressure cookers uh, to blow up the, the British uh, in Columbia in Western Canada, the, the Legislature uh, Assembly there on Canada Day. And it, as actually says in the article here, it's an RCMP handout, Rock and Mungy Police handout, you see. So this is how they do things now. There's other articles up, you have to check them up too, from other, there's not handouts, from people who knew this particular guy, who, whose name they say is Nuttall. I mean, uh, you know. Anyway, it says, his late 30s and, and his girlfriend, Ms. Karodi, in her late 20s. They're charged with knowing facilitating a terrorist activity, conspiracy to commit an addictable offence, and making or having in their possession an explosive substance. Now, the, the, the CSIS has lots of people. You can take contracts with CSIS. Many of the, the operatives are, take contracts for a while. They have them in professors, they have them in the media, they have them walking around pubs, looking like junkies, finding gullible folk, and then they find out you talk about, oh yeah, I believe this, and so on, so on. And then they, they can set you up, once they've sussed you out to see how gullible you are. Anyway, uh, the police alleged that the accused took steps to build explosives devices after, of course, they became uh, self-radicalized Muslims. These folk are not from, have got nothing in common with the Muslims, but they were self-radicalized Muslims, even though they never joined any, any Muslim organization or even went to any religious organization, Muslim organizations. So it's a, it's a police handout. So allegedly accused took steps to build explosives and devices and place them in the legislature in Victoria. And it says, but the RCMP insisted the public was never in any danger, saying these devices were completely under our control. They were inert and at no time represented a threat to public safety. Well, in other words, that's what happened the last time these guys in Toronto. The RCMP was in control from They would supply the parts and all the rest of it. And this guy was a junkie. He was a heroin addict and he was on methadone. You probably wonder what planet it was most of the time. Mind you, the government prescribes the methadone for them here. That's what you get with the National Health Service, folks. From Hamish, myself, Ontario, Canada, it's good night to be your God or your God's school with you.